You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. I'm Crystal High Taylor. And I'm Breon Wells. And we're back. We're back. So, by the way, let's stop and happy Mother's Day. I know we're near this time for those, you know, I know it's after Mother's Day, but you can never say enough. That's right. You know, thanks and love Mm -hmm. to all the mothers out there because we would not exist. Um, and, And, you know, I definitely enjoyed celebrating or, or at least giving wishes to my black mother. Yes. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to give her some love, seeing as I heard not too long after <laughs> that there is a movie, an idea, some may call tragic, uh, a tragic idea, you know, in this democracy and this space where we believe in freedom of speech and the freedom to express oneself. And... um this movie called Laquisha, I guess, apparently this white male, he wrote mm-hmm. and starred in this movie in which the plot is he has to pay tuition for his son, who we're just going to go on a limb and say his son is white, right? Almost <laughs> yes. the epitome of yes. privilege in this nation. And he needed to be able to, he couldn't afford it for his son, right? He right. couldn't afford it. I think, I think in the trailer, it's like 13000 a semester. Got it, right. Like and so the of all the ideas that are open to him, um, he decided to reach back in his vocal blackface and... Um, Give us a radio station as a black woman called Laquisha, a white male, you heard it right, doing a radio show as a black woman, you know, good old Medea type, (laughs) um, to help raise money for his son to be able to get into private school. Well, first of all, I actually, I went to the movie website (laughs) and the synopsis makes sure to say that his gifted son's private school education. Ah. Because, I mean, you know. I was actually, so, I was just, I don't know, I was watching something the other day. I was like, you know, certain p- people in our society, they will always believe that every single one of their children is gifted. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's interesting that he would use that word considering we have a president who the that's same right. thing was said about, oh, he's gifted. He's a good businessman until exactly. we found out he, he lost a billion dollars. I mean, only, yeah. but only in America can you be um, on the upside and yet spin this narrative like you're the, the one that is downtrodden and the underdog and yet still reap the benefits? So if this if this writer is not trying to go with this winning plan that we've seen before, I don't know what is. I, I don't know. What's your thoughts? What's, what's, what's your thoughts on... on uh, apparently, it did not make your black book. No. <laughs> I would never write a movie like this and he should never have written this movie but more importantly my bigger deep sigh is for the because he says on his thing he's like with a diverse cast of breakthrough actors so my actual issue is with these diverse cast members because you read the script too and you decided that it was okay (laughs) for you to be a part of this foolishness so they was like, sign me up. Where do I sign up? And I understand that. And here's the thing. Actors are a funny bunch. You know, they just want an opportunity to work. I get it. But you really have to draw a line somewhere. You know, it's like, why would a black person be 
in this movie. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I understand so, why he wrote it, because he's obviously right. ignorant. Right. But why would black people in other... And I saw a smattering of other, you know, racial groups in the movie trailer. Why would any of these people co-sign to be a part of this? That's my actual issue. So I I wonder, I wonder, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole doing with you. I wonder if, um, because we see more and more celebrities, mm-hmm. more and more influencers, actors and actresses included, who are starting to give a nod to social justice and inequalities in a way that I would say both them and society, we have looked at, at like... They're acting and that space as their job, you know, their day job. And then this other compartment is Mm -hmm. like politics and social justice. Okay. Okay. But this would be like a perfect movie that merges into that. If you're an actor, shouldn't you or should you have a line where you say, you know what, for the culture, that just like I'm not going to support such and such bill because I find it heinous. Would I want to propagate, you know, propagate this narrative that's that's not right? Should should actors start to draw these lines? And do we as society are we moving in a space where we start to actually um, leverage those choices that they make? You know, is it used against them? I don't know. It's when you when you brought up the fact that, you know, you can't see and I agree with you that they should probably be more cognizant of the things that they're doing and supporting, especially if you read a whole script. But that does push. Are we moving in a space in society where we are now starting to pull up the demand Mm -hmm. even on actors and actresses and the roles that they take, especially if we deem it harmful? Well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they're listening, this is how they should spend their involvement. They need to say, oh, my God. Because on this website, they're like, oh, it only took 14 production days to make this movie. Well, that's obvious. (laughs) But that aside, I'm going to these actors, these diverse cast members, these black people who participated in this. They need to say, oh, my God, it was a low budget movie. I never even read the script. I only did my one line. So that's what they should say whenever they're confronted about being in this movie. I was outraged when I saw the final product. Right. (laughs) I was outraged. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) I also, so I guess you you did have a question for me. Should we let them draw the line between this is a job and then this is, these are my political beliefs? Right. Or should we as society even, you know, hold, is it fair for us to begin to hold them in that? Because social justice and, Mm -hmm. you know, is merging in every industry now. It really is. I feel like it's a, I actually feel like it's a personal choice. Okay. But depending on the choice you make, be ready for the consequences. So personally, in fact, I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, this guy wanted me to direct this short film and on paper, it kind of seems like, oh, it's when you first read the script, it seems like it's about these two kids who are going to sleep together for the first time. But when you get to the end, they're actually, they've formed some sort of suicide pack. And I said I couldn't do it because I had to look far into my future. And I don't right. want a film like that with a message of childhood suicide, to me, glorified in a way. 
right. to be something that's ever a part of my resume. So that's where, so for me, I don't think I can untangle what I feel about certain issues with the work that I do. So you had a, in, in a sense, it might not have been outlined as a strategy, but you had a vision and this type of movie did not fit with how I see myself and how I want people, the lens that I want people to look at me through. So I do think it's a, I think it's a personal choice, but you have to be ready for the consequences. So for the actors who maybe were aware that this may not sit right with people, but they did it anyway, then I hope they're ready for the consequences. Right. You know, so So I think it's an individual choice. Got it. So I'll say this. I think, you know, society, we do have to continue, not just in politics, but in every sector, decide where we're going to um, contribute our personal economy. Mm -hmm. So for people out there who have heard about LaQuisha, if it, as we say in the church, if it don't set right in your spirit, maybe you should not go see it. Let Look, let the amount of money that they put into it far outweigh the money that is returned. Mm -hmm. Let it be such a selective, embarrassing number of people that show up that they decide, you know what, these type of plots and stories don't sit well. Because here's my problem with this. So my problem is, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I expect anything different Mm -hmm. from a white male. However, it is a continuation of all too much of like picking the most um, uh, marginalized. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't, he didn't pick, he ain't pick a white female. Right. You know, he didn't dress in, he ain't dressed in blonde hair. Yeah. Put on some blue contact lenses, get himself a little push up, you know, a little lift up and come on in there, do a a little scaping or whatnot, I Mm -hmm. guess. And, you know, because he picked a black woman. Yeah. Which is already, you know, mammified and, and exactly. you know, there are all these stereotypes that stereotypes that sit out there. He uses the voice tropes. So it's it's he hit every bucket of the most multi marginalized group mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. this nation. Yeah. Um and that's my problem with it is you are, you know, using lightly even in your script and a borrowed experience. Yeah. To be able to further exploit yourself that you're going to walk away from this with your, you know, with, with the privilege that you mm-hmm. have once you once you leave that space. Right. That radio show. Yeah. And yet you've left yet another group holding the bag, not to mention, as we bring up just a slight bit of tea, Lori Laughlin, you know, and and <laughs> at all and company who have very much continued to further what privilege is. You know, f- pretty much, you know, exacerbating the situation. So he couldn't have picked a worse time. Um, there's never a good time to release something like this. Perhaps yeah. he should have burned it because even if he decided to run for office, it was going to come out. So, well, you know, you know burn it. <laughs> I will say this about him. I almost hold the black people involved at a higher accountability than him because I actually think he wrote this and he's just ignorant. I don't even think he thought one second that this was not a heartwarming film. Like, I don't even think he thought about it. He didn't. I, I it's, it's clear he didn't. <laughs> like, I just, I don't it's think that he, he did. I think he comes from a place of such ignorance. And as you say, 
unaware privilege that he couldn't even see the mess that he was creating. Mm-hmm. Now, I- I'll say this, though. The only way I'll push back is when he doubled down. Because That's remember, right. yeah. he didn't know, quote unquote, even if he didn't know, mm-hmm. when the invisible hand of black Twitter That's clapped right. back at yep. you, and then you respond by putting a picture of you and Marlon Wayans, and Marlon yeah. Wayans' response right. was mm-hmm. um, very much like, <laughs> I won't repeat it just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a very saved Christian individual, so I will not use said words, but I identify with the clapback Marlon Wayans gave him. You know, he was he was really trying to pass it, like, which is further the problem. Out of all right. the people you decided that you wanted to try to bring on your side to justify it, you bring a black male to try to That's justify true. the exploitation of a black woman. That's true. I'm glad you reminded me of that. So no passes. No passes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think that for those that are listening, if this again doesn't set well in your spirit, take that little black book. Write his name. What was his name? We need to make his sure we get his Jeremy name right. Sables. That's right. Yeah. Jeremy Sable or Jeremy Seville, whichever yeah. way you pronounce it. Um, make sure that not just this movie, but until he learns his lesson, any movie that he decides to put out, that you say, no thanks. Right. I'm good. And I'm also, I gotta say, I'm on the website. I'm I'm committing the three (laughs) names of the black actors to my mind and to my black book, too. Just saying. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You know, even even for those of us religious folks, let them know I'm fasting from racism permanently. I'm sorry. I won't be able to do it. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Well, when we get back, you know, we kind of touched on it. You know, actors and separating social justice causes from their uh, day jobs. So when we get back, I think we need to delve into, you know, Alyssa Milano and uh, the sex strike. Milano. And of course, you know, policing of women's bodies, because that's the platform she's standing on with this. And lots been going on. So when we get back, let, let's get into that. All right. You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. So, Alicia... We are back, and uh, before we were leaving for the last segment, you brought up Alyssa Milano. So I'm going to give you two buzzwords, or a name and a buzzword, and then the floor is yours. Alyssa (laughs) Milano, sex strike, and go. (laughs) All right. So if people don't know what's going on, like if you're not participating in the sex strike, you may not even, you know, you may not even know what's going on. So, uh... (laughs) Your 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 Netflix and chill night might have just been fine this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but for those who who got unexpected unexpectedly turned down, it may be because of the sex strike. Um, so Alyssa Milano ignited sort of a social media uh, trending topic hashtag sex strike after um, there were some Republican past bills having to do with like very very strict abortion legislation and her 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 tweet was our reproductive rights are being erased until women have legal control over our own bodies we just cannot risk pregnancy join me by not having sex until we get bodily autonomy back Hmm. i'm calling for a sex strike pass it on Hmm. so yeah (laughs) she didn't think this through but okay let's go think it through (laughs) It backfired in a couple ways. <laughs> so it's, unfortunately, it, it sucks because, 
usually when people sort of do things like this, they can at least depend on their fellow liberal, their fellow feminist to be okay with this. But she got backlash from the liberals and the conservatives. You know, the some liberals basically said, you know, this is silly because it perpetuates the idea that sex is something that women give and men take. Right. As opposed to it being sort of a consensual agreement between both parties. Which means then um, in either way, sex is weaponized. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So that was the liberal side of it. And then, you know, I really feel like, wow, she really, the conservatives really played her on the other side because they were like, thank you so much because we've been advocating for abstinence for so long. So we agree with you. So, so I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry, we're going to do a bit of a commercial here. This, ladies okay. and gentlemen, is why influencers and celebrities should go on to their neighborhood friendly internet, you see, and search for companies like the Daniel Initiative, shameless plug, and others, you know, like I own, because had you sat down, Alyssa, and talked this through, we would have been like, so I could have seen Candace Owens giving you a pat on the back and saying, yes, abstinence all the way. I'm just saying you're playing into, you know, you're playing in a territory that you're not so familiar with. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I just, you brought up an amazing point. I just thought I'd give an infomercial. It's exactly why people need consultants like you. Because it's not that it was not, her actions weren't from, they were from a good place. They just were inappropriate, (laughs) not well thought out. Like definitely she was not, she was, she was not looking down the chessboard. She was not. You know, people make moves (laughs) like this. I'm like, oh, that person only knows how to play checkers. They do not know how to play chess because it wasn't a long, it wasn't well thought out. She wasn't thinking moves into the future. What are the comebacks? Like, what are people going to say to me? Right. Um, I, so. I wrote down something when I was reading up on this, I wrote down the words strategy versus impulse mm-hmm. because I was yeah. like, okay, this is her, her reaction is very visceral. It's yeah. an impulsive reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, my spidey senses were telling me as a strategist that mm, there's no strategy here. And then it was <laughs> confirmed when she got asked, well, Alyssa, how long shall such sex strike last? And she said, I don't know. It's up to each person to determine. I don't even know how long I'm going to do this because I didn't think that far. And I said, you know, you clearly don't have a consultant Oh, how you need a consultant to have told you, don't put out hashtags and stuff without having plans for the next day. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the Mm -hmm. things that the Women's March, regardless of what people feel about it, because it is a very convoluted, you know, space. Right. (laughs) However, one of the main questions that was being posed by both friends and foe was, so the day after the march, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. What happens after the moment? And it's clear, you know, she tried, I don't know whether she meant this or whether she was being cute, but she claimed she tried to hide behind, well, this was doing exactly what she wanted it to do, which was stirring up right, conversation. I and I was like, but ma'am, now, come on, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, wait a minute. Because, because in this type of space, first of all, especially where we have it now, like it or not, Donald Trump has the biggest microphone. Yeah. Candace yeah. Owens is is linked up with Donald Trump. 
So yeah. you don't want to go down all conversation is good conversation because Mm-mm. he's about to have the last word. Right. <laughs> Especially right, exactly. with how Democrats have allowed a thousand plus judges mm-hmm. to be put in. And, and as you pointed out, this bill in Alabama you know, the bill in Georgia, but the bill in Alabama is far reaching in the sense of they're not thinking about the or they've looked past the backlash that they're going to get from voters. They're looking at a Supreme Court. Yes. That, that they is believe the, yep. is going to be on their side and game set match. So, you know, and, and here's here's something and I may get myself into extreme trouble, but it won't be the first time in my life. There was a number of thoughts going back to this strategy, right? Or this lack thereof for Alyssa Milano. So, of course, my my spidey senses and my strategic brain is going down to next steps. So let's say successfully, right, this sex strike goes off. And you have a lot of married women, more particularly heterosexual married women, right, that, that are participating in this. Candace Owens' response was interesting and yet it left her vulnerable in a couple of spaces because, you know, what I was thinking in my mind is, but Candace, you don't want to talk about abstinence, especially off the heels, given the fact that we had a number of Republican congressmen retire for what? For stepping out on your wife. And if a sex strike, if... Lord, forgive me for being very, very... But if you're not getting something from one place, Hmm. what is the chances that you're going to go somewhere else? And if all women are not participating in said sex strike, Hmm. I'm just saying. So, you know, this whole pro-family, and and that's what I don't think Alyssa was thinking about. Okay, when you just put up, okay, sex strike... (laughs) Here's the next step that, of course, they're going to use the narrative of abstinence when the real issue is we have far more cases and examples of more conservative people and more conservative Mm -hmm. religious people stepping out on marriages and in some ways funding abortions because it is inconvenient than we do on the other side. But when you just throw this stuff out there willy nilly. It leads for, you know, at the end of the day, in the court of uh, uh, public opinion, the average voter, the average person, consumer is not necessarily going to do their research. They're going to go off of what it feels like. Right. Yeah. Versus what it is. And the facts may not be on Candace Owens' side. But Alyssa, had you unpacked this in a more strategic way. You you yeah. might have had some more of your liberal sisters with you. I can't remember which one. There was one liberal person that had said something like uh, she was, a, you know, it was a female. But she was saying, besides the other arguments that had been made, that she loves sex. <laughs> she was like, I'm just not giving it up because I love sex. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I saw I saw that as well. So I just think it's such a silly it's just a silly thing. It, it was mm-hmm. a very, and I love that she actually had even her little, like, she had a logo for it. So. Yeah. She <laughs> she put she put thought into this, just not in the right areas. There it right, is. Not in the right just areas. Not she was in worried the, about this logo. She was like, does the um, colors match? Does it, 
<laughs> Ma'am, like, we got bigger problems. Is this the right? Problems. Is this? She's like, is this the right Planned Parenthood? Right. <laughs> I think it's a little too desaturated. <laughs> so yeah, poor poor planning on her part. No strategy. Poor planning. I mean, actually, I'm not going to say poor planning. No strategy because clearly she planned enough for the logo. Right. So 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 poor. No strategy. Some planning. But I think that at the heart of this whole thing is, you know, that it kind of goes back to the elections. You know, one reason it is so critically important that, you know, we all get out to vote in 2020 is because, you know, why do we have Kavanaugh? Because we have Trump. Mm-hmm. And we can all, you know, every I love to see the like, oh, put up, you know, prayer circles for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, okay. At some point, this lady deserves retirement of some sort if she so desires. We can't keep praying for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What we need to do is get out and vote so that when she retires, you know, or God, you know, forbid something happens to her or any of the other, you know, liberal leaning justices, we're in a position to replace them with people who reflect the majority. Right. I will say, I think the most disturbing part, I understand the Alabama bill is specifically the way they have phrased this bill and written this bill is specifically for, you know, moving it to the Supreme Court. But there is no exceptions for rape and incest in that bill. It's it's ridiculous. Well, and so. Right. And, and I believe that that's strategically so, though, because, you know, in public policy. So don't you know, don't get it twisted. Um, Hollywood ain't the only space where productions are made. Um, they mm-hmm. are made every day on Capitol Hill. They're called hearings. Kabuki theater, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. and as well, some bills that are are made are made intentionally to just become part of the narrative. You know, it ain't necessarily going to pass. You know, it ain't going to muster. It's what you call messaging bills. They put forth a message. They put forth something in the air. They put forth, you know, whether it's unifying or divisive, they put forth something so that it is talked up. Um, And so, you know, I believe that one of the reasons this bill has come to place is, let me say this. I don't know that even conservatives are fully um, persuaded that Roe v. Wade can be overturned, nor do I believe that they necessarily want it. And this is the reason why I'll say it. Uh, Ronald Reagan. See, Roe v. Wade and abortion didn't become a thing as its primary, you know, it wasn't be out of this passion for preserving life. When it was started, mm-hmm. it was started as part of this political caveat. It wasn't their main thing. And part of when they were dealing more, you know, the, the Christian right and some of these other um, conservatives, they had given Ronald Reagan power under the hopes that he would give them some trace back. <laughs> Mm -hmm. on this issue and he didn't let's be clear he didn't in fact that's where george bush the father senior struggled amongst the christian rights because they were not sure whether he was far enough they you know they had now known by experience that ronald reagan wasn't as far as they wanted to go but bush was even left so on this issue so they know it it represents this moby dick for them yeah. For them as a messaging, it's an election year, it's election time. Whether yeah. it's going to be passed or not, let's gin up our base 
by right, hitting yep. those same issues and at least throwing it out there to be a mm-hmm. hot button in the media, a hot button in our rhetoric so that, you yeah. know, even though we're not going to bring home the bacon because we don't even really want to. You know, it's yeah. like immigration. I see what you're saying. Half these you know Republicans right. don't want something yeah. even when it comes to immigration, because, you know, once that's settled and established, that got some implications on some big businesses that have been exploiting. They got some implications mm-hmm. on policies. As long as it's out there I in the gray, it becomes fodder. a winning it's issue. Just- uh-huh. It's just it's just fodder. It's just something. Me- it's fuel to stoke the fires. Right. So, yeah. you know, people should. Now, that doesn't mean that you should, you know, render this as harmless, because I do believe mm-hmm. that words have power and words have yeah. power for some people, which is why messaging works. Um, but I think that the case I would make is if they are willing to take something like life. And frivolously, as a football, use it politically. Maybe they don't deserve your vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's the, the argument that should be made and unpacked. So with these bills that we see, Alyssa Milano, one thing that she has been pushing, and not just her, as you covered last time we talked about this, Alicia, a number of other actors um, and actresses who had jumped on board and said, we will not... Um, patron play in movies and spaces that are in Georgia as long Mm -hmm. as this is, you know, a reality. Um, And so that gives an open door, you know, particularly for those who want to feel inspired or who feel like, yeah, Alyssa and yeah, actors, y'all are doing some great things. Maybe you want to consider how you use your personal economic economy. I think so many times we focus on the strictly political and the vote. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found as I've lectured across this country, as I've even trained and taught people on how to engage civically and how to vote, is that if there is no investment, even from the average person, they will not likely engage at the level that they need to. And so maybe our argument needs to be, not forget the ballot box, but in the here and now today, maybe you don't want to patron movies if they come out of Georgia. Yeah. Because then the more that you continue to withhold to do these, what I call, and I'm going to do a training this week on on this, divest and invest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Divestment and investment tactics. Mm -hmm. Take your money, know where to withhold it, but also find somewhere else more like where they be mom or pop shops or spaces that um, identify with your ideology and invest in there. So divest from one space because the more likely that you are to have money or some sort of stake in it, the more likely you are probably to vote because you're like, wait a minute, I feel some sort of connection because I don't right, I don't yeah. walk too long. I don't march too long. I don't sweat it too much. I, I took some time off of Starbucks and held my money. Mm-hmm. You'll be more likely to go and strategically vote as well in, you know, in any of these elections. So don't forget, folks, the economic power that you bring. And really, it does. It only takes one person with power saying, I'm not going to give my money and neither should you to start a whole revolution. That's right. I look forward to being a person who can say something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Look. (laughs) That would would be a lovely place to be in, but I'll hire you first. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen. So we, that I say all the right things. We will welcome it so we can help people <laughs> plot out a strategy. That That's exactly. When I saw Alyssa Milani, I was like, this is exactly why. You see, this is this is why. Because we, yeah. we come from this impulsive, oh, I'm going to show them. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. no. To your yeah, point, you better play chess. Is, uh, <laughs> impulse is one of the worst things that, that sort of. That I feel like that's, you know, whenever anything's trending on Twitter and it's a negative situation, it's usually something having to do with impulse. Right. But, you know, one thing my mom always taught me is if you're angry, don't press send. Right. Turn off your phone. Step back. Yep. Come back to it when your emotions are tempered. Yep. So you can look at things in a logical way. Yep. In a rational way. And and, and a lot of people don't do that. In addition to that. People need to start developing, you know, you, everybody doesn't need to hire a consultant. Sometimes it even comes down to review your tribe around you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is everybody can't be the type of yes person that you want. If everybody agrees with you all the time, trust me, you are the problem and you are about to be in trouble. You need some of the right type of friends that can tell you while I identify with mm-hmm. what you're saying, you ain't saying it the right way, and I have no problem right. checking you and saying, no, you out of line, or no, mm-hmm. this ain't in the best interest. You need the right type. Like, if everybody's yeah. holding you down and you ain't never do nothing wrong and step out of line, you may want to check your squad because you may end up on the news or on the front page <laughs> of something. <laughs> And let me assure you, as one who does crisis management and one who does branding and one who does political operations, it will cost you a lot more money from me if you have to do that then. If we could have done, in, look, as opposed to prevention, you know, we help right. you prevent these. So write that right. email, throw it in the trash after you've written That's it right. out. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> throw it in the Actually, trash. Write it, on, write it on paper. Don't right. even put it in your drafts. <laughs> right. Don't accidentally send it. it. Don't have anybody accidentally hack your email and send in the cloud. You're about to you're right. You're right. So write it on a piece of paper. Go. Um, that's about. And my mom says that to me. She's like, if you have something you want to write to somebody, you're not sure about sending it. Write it on a piece of paper so you can get all the emotions out. Right. And then you can. It'll take. Then you have to transfer it to your computer. You have all that time uh-huh. to consider whether or not this is a good action to take. <laughs> You said so by the third time you're writing it out slash typing it, you're like, mm, that sounds good like, I'm the good. first time. I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> uh, well, Rian, it has been a blast. Uh, I'm always happy when I get to come on the show. Absolutely. Um, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Enjoy your week, fam. All right. You too. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and follow us on Spotify. If you enjoy our content, make sure you leave a review. It helps other people discover what we're doing.